0: Welcome to Warriors Off-Court, the San Francisco Chronicles NBA podcast. I'm your host, Connor Letourneau, and today I'm joined by Wes Goldberg, the Warriors beat writer for the Mercury News. During our conversation, we looked at the league's plans to resume play and whether the Warriors should even want to play another game this season. Wes, thank you so much for joining me back on the podcast. It's always good. It's always good to hear your voice just because you're a good friend and, uh, you know, I'm I'm pretty much shut in here in Alameda. I know you're still in Florida. You've been there three weeks almost now. How is the sojourn?
1: Well, you interrupted me. I was sitting out by the pool getting a tan, and now I have to do this. But uh, other than that, um, it's been good otherwise. I don't know, man. Uh, I come back on, on Saturday. I come back this weekend, and um, I did extend my trip only because, like, stuff's open here, and the weather's nice. And, you know, I think the weather's supposed to be good in the Bay Area right now, but... Um, you just can't. You can't beat just like laying by the pool. Like you could social distance by a pool all day long. I don't have that in California.
0: I'm very jealous of you right now. You're you're talking about chilling by the pool. We're, I'm over here just trying to find things to write. Um, but hey, you, <laughs> I probably shouldn't be jealous because um, I'm happy to you know be finding content. Um, Wes, um, there's a lot to get into this week um, because it seems like the league. Kind of gearing up toward making this a reality. You and I have speculated for months now whether or not they could actually uh, return this season, whether or not a playoffs was was plausible. And it's looking like the NBA is dead set on making it happen, and it's gained a ton of steam in the past week. Um, they're eyeing a return at Walt Disney World in kind of a bubble format, um, sometime in either July or August. Probably, August is probably more realistic, but they're they're hopeful they can make it happen sometime in July it was somewhat of a training camp before that. Um obviously this would be without fans and they're still kind of figuring out how many teams would be invited. So would it be um would it be all thirty teams? Would it would, would you have you know, five, six or seven regular season games before a playoff? Would you go straight to the playoffs and only invite, you know, maybe the sixteen teams already in line to have a playoff berth or do you invite you know the four teams on the bubble in the Western Conference and 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 what have you what based off every scenario you've heard and read about what do you think makes the most sense
1: what makes the most sense or what I'm rooting for because those are two different things but I guess what makes the most sense would be just take the 16 teams uh and invite them to Orlando and just play your playoffs and you just you keep you keep it setter, separated eastern conference western conference um even though i know that travel's not an issue i get it it's just just play the playoffs as if they were the playoffs you eliminate those two day breaks you know so you can get through them a little bit faster because you don't have to really worry about traveling from one market to another but just play your playoffs maybe you do i don't know you take those 16 teams or you take maybe 20 teams you extend the playoffs to 20 teams and you play like five or six quote unquote regular season games Um, just to sort of get going, right, almost like a preseason to your playoffs and then start your playoffs. Actually, I thought John Hollinger for The Athletic had a really interesting article uh, Thursday morning kind of laying out what he thought would be a good scenario where um, it's not really the bubble teams that are the issue. Like, okay, big deal. You might not get Zion Williamson in the playoffs. You know, sorry, Portland. Sorry, San Antonio. Sorry, Sacramento. You know, it sucks, but everything about this sucks. Uh, Go home. But maybe instead you take your 16 teams and you're able to play five, let's call them five regular season games to deal with the, the, to, to help the standings in the middle, like the, the 76ers and the Pacers and the Heat and the Thunder and all these teams that are basically separated by a half game between, you know, like a, in, with those middle seeds, that's really the issue. It's not the teams that are on the bubble. It's those teams in the middle that could either get home court or not home, you know, quote unquote home court, not home court, but a higher seed versus a lower seed. And, uh, if you could play a couple of those games, and, and literally some of these teams just had a half-game lead only because they played one more game during the regular season by the time the thing was postponed. So if you can even out the, their games, their regular season games, and then go to the playoffs, that gives them not only sort of a preseason to the postseason, but also is able to solidify some of these seeds, and then you just go straight into your playoffs, and then you just call it. And really what we're talking about here is there's so much at stake, right? Like from, uh, you know, health concerns, with the coronavirus with getting a whole bubble city set up in Orlando, all these things like really the last thing they should be worrying about is what sort of format the playoffs should take. They have a format. It's worked for years. Just keep the format and then and then go forward with that format is and make and just making sure that it's safe. That should be the number 1 priority, not figuring out if a group stage type deal is the best answer for the NBA. This is just maybe not the best time to do that. Yeah. So I, it does sound like Adam Silver wants to experiment a little bit. You could, there's probably room for a little bit of that, but keeping it basically what the standard format has been probably makes the most sense.
0: I was honestly surprised to even read about that that kind of round robin or, or, or you know, group format at all. Um, just to even see it floated out there. It just, it just feels a little bit tone deaf given the situation right now, uh, you know, they should be happy to have any sort of playoff go off without a hitch. I don't think you, you have the luxury to be experimenting or extending the timeline much, much longer than, than you, than you need to. Um, and so I just, I don't see how that makes sense. And I, I don't think it's going to happen. I think any anytime you're, um, you're at this stage where you're looking at possibilities. It's worth kind of throwing some things at the wall. But I don't think that's ever been something that could actually happen.
1: Yeah, and look, if you think about well, – I, I think the group st- stage thing sounds like a lot of fun. On my podcast, I talked about it. Um, or uh, on Locked on NBA earlier this week, I talked about it. And I my, argu- my argument for it is that it seems really fun. My argument against it is that it doesn't. It is like you said, tone deaf. It doesn't really make sense to do that now. Now, if Adam Silver does want to experiment a little bit, maybe you could figure out a way to do some sort of plan. We know that he's interested in a wild card plan, right? Um, that's been reported for months now. So maybe there's a way that you can, you know, pacify the San Antonio, Portland, New Orleans teams, Sacramento teams, and and do some sort of wild card plan. But the problem with that is, all right, do we really want to start basketball again by watching Sacramento and San Antonio? No. We want to watch LeBron James and Giannis, right? Like, those are the teams we want to see. We don't want to see those teams play. So maybe you could do, again, you know, four or five games per team to even out the regular season uh, schedule and standings, how many games played. Then do your playoff, um, you know, elimination tournament. Maybe it's a it, – it, in my opinion, uh, any sort of playoff situation should just be a one and done. I don't think you need to use a series for it. I just think one game, you're in or you're out, maybe something like that, at least in this context, this time do that and then go to your playoffs. So we get a little bit of taste, LeBron and Giannis and Kawhi and all these guys, get your, play, get your experiment off with the, the play in tournament, the wild card type thing like baseball does. And then just get right back into your playoffs. So maybe you're taking like a, you know, almost a week break from the superstars. We actually want to see, but at least we got a taste of them uh, first, you know, when we first got out of the gate. So um, yeah, I just, something like that is, is what makes the most sense. And look, If it is, I've, you've read things too. Maybe they do 24 teams, 20 teams, all 30 teams. Every team is, I think it was Mark Stein who reported this, like they're going to be capped at like 50 people um, per organization to come on the road. Okay. Well, let's say you go from 16 teams to 20 teams. All right. That's 200 extra people that you need to facilitate, 200 extra people who could be positive for COVID-19 that you now have to deal with. Because um, this thing isn't going away. The, the virus is as contagious as it, as, it, as, it, as it ever has been. Now, maybe you can make the argument if you do it in Orlando, um, you know, it's not as contagious because it's warm outside, but all these games are going to be playing indoors. So um, maybe that's a lot less of an issue. So if, if you go, you know, from 16 to 20, that's 200 people. If you go from 16 to 24, that's 400 more people that you got to worry about. So the, the league has to think about that, right? Like you just want to limit risk as much as possible, and the the – The way to limit risk the most is to just take those 16 teams, the top 16 teams at the end of our regular season on March 11th, and just say, you know what? Sorry, all these other teams. These are our 16. Let's move forward. And we'll do a revenue split or something to pacify these other teams that didn't make it.
0: We'll have more of my conversation with Wes Goldberg right after the break. I like the idea of the 20 team because if you if you look at the the standings right now there's really you know in the Eastern Conference it's pretty clear um who should be in the playoffs the the gap yeah. between the 8 seed of Orlando to the number 9 seed uh Wizards is pretty significant and honestly the Wizards are 24 and 40 they they do not deserve a shot at the playoffs um whereas the, the Western Conference it's pretty it's pretty bunched up and you know, there's a good, uh, there's a good four teams that ha- would would have a legitimate shot at making the playoffs um, if the season were were going to happen normally. And so I think those those teams deserve an invite. You know, an, well, an well, let's,
1: let's let's be honest about why they would even do that, right? Because the safest option to do this, and safety is the number one concern, and Adam Silver has maintained that this entire time. You just bring the 16 teams and say sorry to. Portland, San Antonio, Sacramento, and New Orleans. The real reason why you would invite 20 teams is not out of fairness. It would be with just one last hope of seeing Zion Williamson versus LeBron James in the Western Conference, just to put Zion on that stage. That it would be the only reason. There, there is no competitive fairness. That is not a reason to invite 20 teams instead of 16. The only reason to invite 20 instead of 16 is to see more of Zion Williamson. That's the only reason. So let's just be real right. about that. If, if and, Adam Silver decides Damon to go Lewis that route, already that's why.
0: Said he doesn't want to go. Wait, he knows his team's garbage. Right? Yeah, and he's obviously the face of the Blazers. Who's? I mean, the Aaron Fox isn't going to cut it for Sacramento, and the Rosen's not going to cut it for for the Spurs. So yeah, you make a good point. It really is about Zion, and um, you know, I I personally think that it's is Zion such a draw that you want to risk people's safety. Honestly, and this might be a this might say about the NBA, the answer to that question might be yes. Um and uh that's just that's just how the league is. Um it's that's what we're gonna find out,
1: right? That's that right. Is, you that is you, the question you just asked is the question that we're gonna have answered. That's right. It. And and I think under normal circumstances Zion Winston is a huge draw. But we saw like the we saw this Golf tournament with Tiger. By the way, I loved it. The Tiger Woods and uh, Peyton Manning versus Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady got almost like six or eight million views, or six million viewers, or something like that. I think it was six million. That's an insane number for a four-person golf challenge, uh, an amazing event that is not. It's we're not talking about the Augusta, right? It's just a made-up thing in Jupiter, Florida, in a golf course nobody's ever heard of, uh, and it got a, a huge ratings. So I don't think that the league needs Zion. The league. But we're going to watch basketball, even if it's Sacramento, San Antonio. We'll watch it. It is sports. People are hungry for this. NASCAR is crushing it right now. I never, like, nobody I know has watched NASCAR. Like, a bunch of people watched that thing. So I I just think put, and I'm from Florida. Um, And that was an exaggeration. Actually, you know, half of my family watches NASCAR. But uh, I do think that if you just put basketball out there, people are going to watch it. You don't need Zion. I think the league ought to make the right decision here. Stand by what you said. Adam Silver preached, you know, this whole integrity thing. We're not going to take tests from people who actually need it more than we do. All this stuff. All right? Well, let's see, let's see you be honest with it. And don't hide under this competitive fairness whatever. If these other, the only reason that this would happen is to go see Zion or if the owners literally just bully the commissioner into putting 20 teams out there, which could also happen. That, could, that is a possibility. Um, but just put a product out there. Put it at Disney World. Put 16 teams out there. And let's get through this thing as fast as
0: possible. So at the end of the day, this is a Warriors podcast, and so I want to look at this a little bit more from a Warriors perspective. And, um, you know, it has been talked about that there's still a possibility that all 30 teams could be invited. That's looking less and less likely um, for obvious reasons, um, the main one being the safety issue that we've talked about. Um, It just probably doesn't make sense to uh, have that many people on hand in one place at the same time. Uh, right now, um, especially when a lot of those teams aren't playing for anything. Um, And the Warriors have the least to play for, given that they're the only team that was already mathematically eliminated from the playoffs before the shutdown happened. Um, That being said, if you're a member of the Warriors right now, would you want to play? Like, would you have any desire at all to play a few more games?
1: Um I would have no desire to go to Orlando. I do think that there would be a tremendous amount of value to just doing a – if if the NBA returns, they should probably let market teams do their training camps, even if they're not one of the top 16 or 20, however however many. If If they're a team not invited to Orlando, put it that way, they should still be allowed to go through their training camp and do all those things. And that seems weird, but I do think that there would be a lot of value in that, especially for a team like the Warriors where you can basically say, all right, everybody return to your home market. You know, Andrew Wiggins, come back from West Virginia. Um, you know, Michael Mulder, come back from Canada. All these people come back to your home market, quarantine for 14 days, and then let's get you in the gym. Let's get you working out. Then we'll start a two- or three-week training camp. And what that would amount to is just a whole bunch of scrimmages. And I think for the Warriors, that would be tremendously helpful. This is not a, this is the team that got one game of Steph Curry and Andrew Wiggins together. Now they're not going to get another game this regular season. They're not. Um, it seems really unlikely that there's going to be 30 teams invited to Orlando. It would be stupid. It doesn't make any sense. Um, Like, why would you go through all of that to play, like, four or five games just to go to Orlando for, like, a week and a half? It doesn't make any sense. So, um, but if you could do it at Chase Center in San Francisco where you know everything is under your own control and it's safe and there's limited risk and you can just get guys going up and down the court and you can go through your playbook with everybody on the floor in a way that you haven't been able to do, who knows? Maybe Clay Thompson is ready to get out there a little bit. Maybe you just stick him in the corner, let him shoot threes, and he's not running up and down. Whatever. Just let these guys get through the playbook, get them refreshed, get them playing together. Because if if the last game they played was in March, and their next game isn't going to be until let's call it January or whatever, that's a whole cool. lot of time off to not get any time between then and training camp for, 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 for the twenty 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 one season. Yeah, totally it's nine months man. a
0: team who could go nine months without a game.
1: That's a long time, so get them through training camp. Let them do scrimmages for two or three weeks. Uh, NBA, let's can use do guys, that let them
0: play a st- game.
1: Yeah, you, you don't have to play a game. You could just – I
0: mean, as we just wrote, they're, they're going to be an opening facility probably on June 15th um, so they can start getting guys together. And, you know, it'll start as a voluntary situation, but you can, you can start to formalize it a bit.
1: Exactly. And, and the league should let teams sign guys to 10-day contracts. And all these things, just to you know, help your your internal economy of NBA players, right? Let them re-sign Dragon or do another ten-day. Let them do all that. Um, so you have enough bodies out there to just run a bunch of scrimmages over and over again. Just make it make it fun. Make it a pickup-style situation. Do do it that way. Like every team could do it their own way. Um, but like I said, I, this is a team that would it needs to coalesce. They need to do it soon. Um, you and I, when you talk to, when when we talk to play, players and coaches on the, on the Warriors. That's the one thing that they always mention is, yeah, you know, it, it, I understand why the league shut down. It's just we really would ha- like to have some more time to kind of integrate all this stuff, especially Andrew Wiggins and all these things with Curry and all these and, and, and Draymond
0: and, yeah. and whatever,
1: because those three ne- played; those three never played together. I think and I so, think the
0: young guys would like to play more games. You know, yeah. the, the Michael Molders, the Jordan Pools, the Eric Pascals of the world. Um, but I can promise you that, like Steph and Draymond and Clay don't have a desire to, for that to happen. Um,
1: real games or just like training camp stuff? I'm
0: talking about real games.
1: Yeah, no no real games. That makes no sense.
0: Yeah, and, and even if for whatever reason they were invited to Orlando, you would you would see a glorified summer league roster. It would be, you know, the 10-day guys, <laughs> Michael Mulder, Juan Descano-Anderson, Kai Bowman, Alan Smiley-Geach.
1: Right. Jordan uh, Poole would get 20 shots a game.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm the the, the big question would, to me would be would you and would you bring Andrew Wiggins, maybe just for a couple games, just because you want to continue to get him acclimated to the team, but i been joking. I'm not sure how I've... much you can get out of that when Steph and Draymond and Clay aren't playing.
1: Right, and I've been joking. I'm like, I don't even know if Steve Kerr would come back. It would go from San Diego to Orlando. Like, you might just have Mike Brown or, like, Chris DeMarco coaching that team. Like- I
0: mean, yeah, <laughs> that's honestly a real thing. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they truly treated it – I mean, this isn't going to happen anyway, but I, if it did, right. I wouldn't be surprised if they truly treated it like Summer League where they had, like, Chris DeMarco or Aaron Miles – Coaching right. the team like like in Vegas. Um but uh that's another reason too why the Warriors won't get be invited because it would be kind of embarrassing for Adam Silver and all of them to, you know, have all this production and, and, and be trumpeting the return of the NBA and then people turn into their TVs and just watch like Juan Descano Anderson and Jason Randall being coached by Aaron Miles. Like that's just kind of incredibly anticlimactic and kind of embarrassing, so that's not Yeah,
1: and look, I don't think Warriors fans, at least the ones I've interacted with on social media and stuff, like, they don't, they're good. <laughs> like, we had enough of that, right? Like, that, this was a really bad product all season long. It was. This was a Warriors team that was not fun to watch. You and I knew that firsthand, like, these game stories that we had to write were really boring to write. Like, this was a really boring season to watch. Um, the games are just not it was, good. It was Why weird would you want
0: that? The actual basketball was really boring, but it was also really an interesting season to
1: cover just because so much happened. Yeah, no doubt. But we talked about this all the time during the season. Our least favorite part of the job was actually covering the games. Like the, oh, yeah. the the players was, were a lot of fun to talk to. The job. characters were good. There was a lot of context. There was a lot at stake. It's interesting coming, you know, from the dynasty to this, you know, hopefully transition year for them to going back into being a contending team. So there, it's an important season, no doubt. Uh, but, boy, were the games boring. And uh, I don't think that, the again, the Warriors fans, I've like, they're good. They, they, I don't think anybody, Warriors fans, the Warriors, the Warriors coaches, nobody wants the Warriors to play another game except for Joe Lacop, maybe, just to recoup some money. And I still think the NBA ought to and probably will find a way to help the teams with whatever money they're able to make and recoup in Orlando, help the teams that weren't invited to Orlando, because that would be the right thing to do, and it kind of seems to jive with what Adam Silver
0: has done in the past
1: um, as far as just being fair to all 30 teams. So uh, I think that they'll still be able to recoup some money that way.
0: Wes, thank you so much for joining me. You know, it feels feels like you've been gone forever. I'm looking forward to you getting back, and uh, enjoy enjoy your last couple of days in paradise.
1: Appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me as always.
0: Our thanks to Wes Goldberg for joining me on the podcast. It's always great hearing his thoughts on the Warriors. Warriors Off Court is a production of the San Francisco Chronicle. Support Warriors Off Court in the newsroom that creates it by signing up for a Chronicle membership at sfchronicle.com.